Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, Alec. Hey, good. Good for you. You're wearing a, uh, you have Hurricanes memorabilia on. Very nice. I'm got- wearing my colors from 97, from the Greensboro days. Let's got- go. I bought this the home opener. Old it was- school. Look at this. That is very old school. V-neck and that. Horrible, horrible no color and no number on the back and long no number, name. no name. And uh, just, just to prove, just to give everybody my fan credentials, my my <laughs> hurricane resume, just so everybody knows, I've been here. I've been here since the beginning, since Greensboro days. That's right. <laughs> uh, so just because I got my card, it's in my wallet somewhere. Because this is what happens. I go on vacation. Uh, this stuff with John Forzen, we're going to talk to John. Uh, that stuff breaks, and Cam Newton signs with uh, with the Patriots. Uh, so we just needed me to go away for a couple of days, uh, and stuff happens. So, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and then we also had uh, – I mean, not that this was huge news today, but we had uh, Joanne P. McCauley uh, resign at Duke. And really, a lot of good, like – little stories too like not stuff that you know you spend a ton of time on but there were some good nugs in the news this week yeah i actually uh, i caught some of uh some of the show yesterday not uh, none none today but yesterday and the day before um i think uh you know shout out to hayes permar and the guys guys is fortunately and you uh you guys did a great job so uh, are you ready to start this adam you would have been so proud of my guest booking this week <laughs> I booked like five guests. All right, I booked, I booked Rod Brindamore. I I know. I I, I heard that. It's great. Not that hard. I right. booked, <laughs> I booked Adam Gold. Yes, I also probably, probably the biggest, probably the biggest get of the week. Yeah. Right there. Uh, I booked Mike Gold Jr. Pitch to us. Right. Uh, I booked a courage player for tomorrow. Um, I booked my boy Jim Murray on Monday. Oh, very nice, man. I was a, I was, I was you this week. <laughs> I had the green thumb. I was, I was just texting away. Beautiful. All right, we ready to start? Let's do it. All right. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to a Facebook Live edition of the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. That's Alec Campbell. Uh, We are here. It's all brought to us by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. We thank them on Hamlin Road because uh, you don't want to get on your roof, right? You don't want to put siding on your home. You want experts to do it. They'll do it for you. Uh, Go check them out. Uh, As we were goofing around before we started here, we had some pretty seismic Carolina Hurricanes news, and I'm not talking about the fact that Executive Vice President Rick Dudley has opted to leave the organization as of, uh, I guess, uh, end of business Tuesday when his contract was up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Trip Tracy resigned. John Forsland, TBD. Uh, and John is going to join us here in a couple of minutes uh, because – I mean, frankly, why not? I mean, uh, Alec, you, I know you have spent some time with him, uh, you know, after ev- basically every home game and on the phone after every road game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what those are going to be like if it's not with John. Dude, I have, I have let my mind wander to those places, wander, wander to those places. Right. Yeah. And listen, anything can happen. Who knows, mm-hmm. you know. If he doesn't come back, who knows who fills that chair? And I'm sure whoever it is, we will have a great time. But John Forslund is no, the won't. real deal. Huh? <laughs> I'm saying no, he won't. I'm- I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to have a little, I, you know, if this isn't going to happen, I want to try to go into this with as an open mind as possible. 
Um, John's a legend here, obviously. I mean, no one's going to replace him. I mean, he, he's put too much time in. He spent so much time in the game. Like I said, he's the real deal, not just as a broadcaster, but as a human being as well. I mean, he is like the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. Rod Brindamore and John Forslund, two guys who were and are incredible at what they do, and they are the most just human of humans. Like, they are the most down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth guys, along with the knowledge and the talent and the skill and everything like that. It'll be hard to match whatever John does, but I'm sure whoever it is, I want to keep an open mind. We'll have a great time either way. Uh, I hope you're right, by the way, from uh, from Mike. Uh, time to get you a new sweater, Alec. Uh, me, Mike, Mike also Mike also owes me a – that's Mike Foreman, the Canes um, marketing guru. Jets fan. He also owes me a Canes Elon hat, by oh, the way. Too. Yeah, so if I, we're talking I, merchandise here, let's get down to brass tacks. Yes, uh, that would be outstanding. Uh, and uh, our friend uh, Chris says I look awfully tanned. Um, uh, what can farm. I say? Mediterranean skin, I, uh, I tan easy. He lives on a farm. And I live, and I live on it's a ranch. He's sowing uh, the he's sowing the soil. <laughs> uh, are you ready, Alec? Let's do it. Bring him All in. Right. I'm going to bring in. I'm reading this directly from Wikipedia. Where am I going? Wikipedia, which I saw online, was referred to as a left wing blog. Uh, <laughs> John Forsland is the TV voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. He has been with the team since 1991. Has been calling games since 1995. Uh, I, now I am adding things here. Multiple North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year awards, including currently number one local television broadcast, according to the Athletic. If there was a higher number, he would have it. In and he is the best damn MC of anything who is available for parties, weddings, and bar mitzvahs. John Forsland. How are you, sir? You guys are a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> of course we are. Man. I talked to both of you, but this is this is double trouble. This is this is great. This uh, is great. Let's, How let's are you, boys? It. Good. it says is. I was looking at Wikipedia, and even yeah. like 20 minutes ago, it said is. Uh, so, uh, any update that you can uh, you can give us? We know that as of uh, Wednesday at midnight, uh, you were free, uh, not under contract to the Hurricanes. Is any uh, any conversations had that you know of with either Tom Dundon or Don Waddell? No, not to my knowledge, Adam. Um, wish I had better news than that, but I think everything's pretty much status quo right now. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I know. I know. I you know how I feel, uh, yeah. and you you and I have spoken uh, a bunch, but. Uh, you don't know that your agent has talked to Don or that anybody has talked to Tom. I know you spoke to Tom. I guess it was Tuesday. Uh, no, Monday. I talked, Monday. I talked to Tom Monday. I talked to Don Waddell on Saturday. Um, and then my agent, uh, Peter Cooney, talked with uh, Don, I believe, on Tuesday. And that's been it to my knowledge. I, I've, and, and Pete's pretty good about letting me know if there's right. you know, any dialogue going on. So, no, no, there isn't. And we know Tri- Trip Tracy signed his deal. Uh, he is uh, he is back with the team, and uh, I, I I hope Trip will be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. If you end up just like being the voice of all sports uh, known to man, one of the things that uh, I am jealous of Alec Campbell uh, is that Alec gets to spend every post game at home with you. Uh, yeah. He has what I think is the best intro in the history of intros. Uh, so I'm going to let Alec do the intro and take it over. Well, I was wondering why you left it out when you introed him the first time. Because it's yours. It's not mine. You spouted all of these accolades and you forgot fa- the great hair and fancy dance moves. <laughs> not tonight, Alec. Oh, unless well, unless we go deeper. If we go deeper into the night, you, you never know what's going to happen here. Uh, I mean, look, look who it's you're talking look, to. It's only, you know, what is it, 809? I mean, heck. I get going around 11 o'clock. Hey, I just got to the beach, man. I'm just getting started. And by the way, rub it in. Rub it in. Looking at two guys that have 
yeah. I don't know, maybe one uh, hundredth of the beautiful locks that you have right now. Uh, so my hair yeah. hasn't moved since March twelfth. <laughs> I was, I was actually going to ask you, are you still, are you sitting in the same place no. where you started on March 12th? No, I moved to my office now. I've upgraded. So like the Jeffersons, I've moved on up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm oh, here man. in my office and, uh, you know, down below, my daughter's taken over. Uh, she's interning at NC State this summer. So it's all online and uh, she's working in the orientation department. So she's down there and that's her mission control. So I, I'm up here now. I, want, I mean, we, we have a lot of comments here, and I want to put one up here, and I, I actually think it's appropriate um, because I know how you feel about the uh, the head coach of the Hurricanes. I don't know if you can see this. I, I hope you can, John. Uh, this is from Evan, somebody I uh, deal with a lot on uh, Twitter. I didn't mean deal with in a bad sense. Uh, John, you're an absolute legend on the level of Rod Brindamore in terms of what you've meant to the Canes, if it ultimately is the end and you're wherever you are next year, and I will be a fan of that team now because I, I will buy the center ice package because that will happen. Um, what is it What is it like? Because I think it's appropriate that you're put in the same vein, Rod Brindamore, when it comes to what you mean to this franchise. I appreciate you saying that, Evan saying that, and uh, I know Adam, you had a very nice uh, comment this afternoon and in and around this, uh, alluding to that. I don't look at myself that way. Uh, it's very flattering. Um, we're two distinct individuals with two far different roles. Mm -hmm. His is the most important, and he is the most significant individual ever connected to this franchise. If somebody wants to say that about me, I really, really appreciate it. Um, I, I just, you know, I, a lot of the stuff that's come my way since this thing has kind of uh, been out there is I re I'm realizing that what we did here was, was really good. And I, I realize how great our fans are. I realize that there was a, a tremendous amount of work done here. And I'd like to say more work to be done. You know, like I told you the other night, I haven't closed any doors yet. Um, I'm not overly optimistic about this situation, so I want, I don't want to kid anybody. And I don't want to be depicted as, you know, like we're going back and forth and, and arguing for financials in the midst of a pandemic. That's not what's happening here. Um, so I have to do what I have to do at this stage of my life, in this stage of my career, mm -hmm. me and my family. Um, but to be held, or at least in that conversation with a Hall of Famer and a guy who's a true legend, a warrior on the ice, a fantastic coach and a guy who's going to continue to forge uh, the great brand of the Carolina Hurricanes. That's really flattering for me. Really is. I, I'll, kind of along those lines, John, when you look at the big picture of this whole thing and you were a part of the transition from Hartford down to Carolina, do you, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out for you, if you don't end up coming back, do you look back at it and say, wow, I never could have pictured this long of a run here, or maybe when you were coming down here, what did you kind of expect for your career here in Carolina? Well, I, I, wherever I've been, and this is the first time in my life I've ever been free, um, you know, since 1984. So Alec, I, I've been very lucky. Um, I've worked hard and I can say that, but, but I mean, I worked for one team in the American Hockey League from 84 to 91. I joined the Whalers in 91. The Whalers came here in 97. So that's it, and that's pretty fortunate, and that's a heck of a run. I never thought, and I never, I, I never think about the end of anything. So I never thought where it might finish or, you know, how long you go. You, you really, you really want to just keep going season after season mm -hmm. and see where it takes you. So I, I'm very proud of what's happened. I would be uh, elated if it could continue. I don't understand how, to be honest, how it's here, but it is. And so we just kind of deal with it. And that's what I've been trying to wrestle with for two weeks is uh, why it's here, where we go. And, and if it doesn't work out, um, I hear it all the time and it, it hits home, but it, it is a business. So, right. okay, if we're going that route, fine. Then uh, you make your decisions and I'll make mine. 
right, final thing on this, because we want to talk about the return and everything that's going on with it, uh, because you're going to be calling games for NBC at the very least, uh, and everything's going to get started in about a month. But uh, is there a uh, is there a date in mind that you have that if nothing is done by then, uh, that you know you're uh, you're on to the next? Uh, as far as the Canes are concerned, is that yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have a, I don't have a date. I, again, this is a this is too much of a body of work to put a. I think the deadline was June 30th. Okay, right, and, and that's come and gone. And I know they had a conversation, and wh- however it's characterized. You know, I think it's been characterized. We've laid it out, and they asked for more time. And so that if that's the way it is, and that's the way it is. So uh, there will be another conversation. But um, again, I have to, I have to look at a variety of things now. And uh, as of tonight, nothing's changed in my life right. other than this situation. And um, that's what I'm dealing. With. By the way, Seattle doesn't even have a nickname yet. No, we don't even know the colors. No, but I know the general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want me to put in a good word, but I think you know the general manager. I do. I, I, I looked him up this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John Forslund. Uh, we did uh, we did the podcast last week, same way, and um, it was termed "Why the Hurricanes Will Win the Stanley Cup." We started by Scott Burnside of the Athletic for not having Rod Brindamore anywhere in there. Their long article about, uh, you know, candidates, um, and but we got Scott to admit that the Hurricanes would beat the Vegas Golden Knights in uh, in five to uh, to win the cup. So we'll start with why will the Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup, John Forslund? Because it'll be played in Edmonton, Alberta. How's that? Ah, yes. Is, is that what the Final Four is ultimately going to be in Edmonton? I've heard that. Now, I'm not the commissioner or the deputy commissioner or anybody important, but I have heard that the the final series, the, the conference final and the final might be in Edmonton. And some people who know a lot more than I are speculating that. So that's good. And so there you go. So why, they're familiar with it. Some people are. Um, and the other guys will uh, will get into that environment and, and I think we'll do just great. And I, you know what? This team obviously is a very good team, but I think in a, in a situation that's impossible to forecast, they have a lot of the ingredients you can lean on in a who knows scenario, because I think, and I think we've talked about it guys, the, the most important day will be the day after the first game is played for all of these series, because then you can really get a read on what you're looking at. You know, is Carey Price, Carey Price after four months on the couch and some, exercising and you know stopping some shots and somewhat of a training camp is 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 Sebastian Ajo at the same clip is Justin Williams who I believe had goals in five consecutive games at the pause right you know know, where's he and and what can you expect from a veteran like that so I think the Canes have a lot of mojo they have great coaching they have youth they have speed and they're determined and I think they're determined, again, to prove it. But who they're up against has a lot to play for, too. And I think the New York Rangers are a very dangerous team. And I think they have a lot on the line. I think they're going to come in. You talk about manufacturing emotion. I think at least to begin the tournament, they will have a little bit more impetus because of what happened in New York. And there'll be all of this, you know, these stories about, you know, the great people of New York and the healthcare people and the first responders who are the real heroes, right? In all yeah. of this. And they'll be there. And it'll be kind of a 9-11 thing for them. I really, I really think so. So the Canes will have to fight it off. And, you know, they're the big market and play into that card. Play it well and ride it out. And they have a great chance to do it. They really do. Who do the Rangers start in net in that first series? Ed Jockerman. I think Eddie Jockerman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mike Richter. Uh, I don't think I think Richter pulled a groin. I don't think you know he's so flexible. He tried to get in that same position he always did, and harken back to that great penalty shot robbery of Pavel Burry back in the day, right? And so uh, I, I don't think it's Joe Villamir. Um, I think Joe passed away actually. So <laughs> what about said, Eddie Leo? Said that. So, but Eddie Jockerman might get the call. No, you know what? I think it's Shosturkin. I think. You know, he'll 
he'll be the guy to start. And I think you could see all three in the series. I think that's conceivable. Considering the way that Lundqvist, who maybe had – I mean, I thought Lundqvist's best game was the first game against Carolina. I don't think yeah, Carolina uh, was against the Rangers uh, against um, uh, Lundqvist after that. But right. um, the first one, he made 46 saves. And while some of the shots were from far out and maybe some outside, I mean, there were a lot of quality chances that – uh, Lundqvist turned aside, but he, I mean, when was the last, I mean, he hasn't lost in forever to Carolina. No. Yeah. I just, I just think if they convene and, and Igor Shosturkin looks sharp, I think they'll go to him because of his youth and the fact that he was the better of the three right. at the pause. And I think they have confidence and they've already figured out how to play in front of him. And so that's probably the card they play first. And then I think, and then it makes sense to go to Hank. If there's any problem in the first game, then you throw Hank in. I don't think they get to Georgiev. I think it's conceivable. But I think I would do it that way because then now you have Henrik Lundqvist coming in to kind of save it. And that's a better spot than starting Henrik Lundqvist and having people second guess you. And then you go to a rookie. And it's a short series. So the first game is vitally important. Yeah, the Hurricanes win the series. I'm sorry, Adam. Hurricanes are going to win the series in four games anyway. We all know that. True. Agree. Probably a sweep, really. It's probably yeah. going to be three games. Um, are you looking at this like the start of the season or because yeah. they've played some, maybe it's a little bit different? And if so, how early can we start criticizing the power play? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you should do it now. Maybe look at some of this footage that we're seeing from – PNC arenas, they get the rust off. Maybe you can get after it now, Alec. Why not? Look, um, I, I know you're a guy who takes a level head with the special teams. You don't like do. to make any real generalizations about these things until after Thanksgiving or maybe into Christmas. But, hey, we don't have that much time. No, and it's a really good point. Can you imagine, you know, betting the ranch on two factors, which we always do in the playoffs at least, goaltending and special teams? Right. How the heck – how, how do you even gauge that, right? So I think the goalies are in the most ridiculous position of anybody. I mean, they really can't replicate what they need to, you know, during the pause at all. The players can skate a little bit and have. They can work on their stick handling. They can work on their shots in gyms, in garages, in their basements. But a goalie, unless he has a, you know, a, a, a machine – which I'm sure many of them probably uh, uh, were able to access, you know, that's what they would need just to try and stay sharp. But it, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch those two dynamics. Um, I think emotion, adrenaline is all about game number one. And then you kind of look at, you know, who's in sync and who has the early synergy. And that's really, for me, that's all it's going to be. It's, it's as simple as that. All right, let's uh, – I want to ask you a question about um... – the um, how the last year this is the best way to do it is last year when Jordan Stahl came back from missing 30 some odd games with multiple concussions. Yeah. The rest, you're a Red Sox fan. We all remember that Pedro Martinez would return from his yearly shoulder injury sometime in August and he would look like a new guy, the yeah. old Pedro. Yeah. And I thought Jordan you know, nobody wants to miss 35 games or 34 games or whatever it was, but Jordan came back with a little bit of a step. Um, if Jordan comes back that way with maybe a little bit of an extra, you know, a little bit extra speed um, and the hunger that he came back with last year, I mean, he's going to play, I mean, not playing down the lineup, but what, what kind of an impact could that have with Trocek and Ajo also down the middle and now you've got stall to lean on for 18 to 20 minutes a game. well it actually you know it, it, it slots him in where he belongs you know he's a he's a premier talent and leader on this team but if, if Vinny Trocek can really gain traction you know quickly Aho does what he's what he always does then you automatically have Jordan in my opinion slotted correctly and then you can lean on him in critical times in a playoff series for the vital minutes and he's going to be energized because he he'll be, he'll be fresh for those vital minutes. So I think the key will be Trocek. I really think he has to play 
at the level that they expected he would play. And it always takes a while. And I think he was finally starting to get there. It's unfortunate this mm -hmm. happened for him and everybody else. But, I mean, that, that he was really starting to feel his way around. I thought it started to come around, obviously, in New York when he scored in overtime. He played really well in Pittsburgh. He was a force in Detroit. He was in and around the puck, as I recall. And he was, he was starting to shake off the hangover from being traded. So I, I think he's the key. It puts Jordan right where he belongs. Every defensive zone start, checking assignment, depending on how, you know, Rod wants to work, any potential matchup. But it gives, you know, the coach an opportunity to put Jordan not only in a position to always defend, but to defend and also um, flourish. Because if you go – Zabanajad's going to be the key center, and right. who marks him? It might be Jordan. It might be somebody else. And if it's somebody else that can skate with him, and then they can also become that line can become an offensive threat. Now you really got a position of depth. So I like the Canes. You know what they're going to bring down the middle. That's going to be obviously a thing to look at here. And they they have they have quality depth. So I think that'll be a a big plus in their favor. I really do. What do you think is going to be the hardest part to – outside of the goaltending, which you already kind of described, what's going to be the hardest part of the game, do you think, to, to, to conjure up or regain? Uh, just the proper mental focus right away. I think that's going to be a challenge for everyone. Um, I think these players are going to have to work uh, very hard to manufacture their energy. And what you want to make sure – happens here Alec is that it's it's in it's in place early and the series doesn't get away from you like I said before the first game is vitally important it's three out of five you you can't be waiting around for uh for your synergy it's going to have to be there but I think their mindsets are what's going to be really really important it's going to be way different you're going to one city you're playing in a, in a neutral environment as sterile as can be it's a tough game to play in sterile conditions we need our fans. The fans are the most important thing that drive mm. any sport anywhere. And, I mean, even, even the I think, watching the PGA Tour, it's nothing. It's fun to watch, but it is a bunch of great golfers just golfing. And they don't have the push. They don't have the pressure of people watching. They don't have that. They can make you collapse or it can make you su succeed. Right. And so I think that's – to me, what's going to be interesting to watch, who has that? What buttons do coaches have to push? They're going to have to push more buttons than they probably ever expected to, unless you're just going to show up and hope for the best. And I hope that's not the case. And then you go home and you're on an extended holiday again. This thing will be over before it starts. It's going to be very quick for the qualifiers. It's interesting you mentioned the fans because I believe I read, I think it was a New York Times article uh, that said that the Bundesliga, which was the first league, professional league back, um, actually the data shows that fans are actually the home field advantage, that it's not you know familiar surroundings, that it was really the fans that yeah. mattered because the road teams have been the better team so far in Bundesliga uh, in the month or so that, uh, that they have uh, come back, although I would argue still a, a smaller sample. Uh, but that the fans do matter. And I think I talked to Eric Cole about this uh, the, a long time ago, before the podcast took a pause. And, uh, and Cole said that, um, uh, that it would be interesting to play without fans because you get adrenaline uh, from the fans and you can feed off the crowd. And I know that the, the, the guys do at PNC Arena. Well, they, right. they also put pressure on the referees, too. That's like, true. Yeah. And it mentions that in the article. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a social, there's a social um, aspect to this where the referees uh, want to please the, the fans, essentially. Yes, and I think they're going to be in a, a fishbowl, number one, and, and in a totally different environment for them, too. And it's going to be hard for them to, to get a grip on things. I think they'll be very technical about how they do their job. That might be a good thing or a bad thing. We'll have to see how that plays out, how many penalties are called. Um, you know, can you, can you allow a series to get legs? Can you allow a series to run a little bit more physically? Will yeah. there be that much of it? How much, how many scrums will we see? Um, will there be, will there be altercations? I, I don't know. You don't see much of it. I mean, we did last year early in the playoffs in round one, unfortunately, we saw uh, the Ovechkin-Svechnikov deal. 
Um, but, you know, what happens? I think the fans are really a big part of it. And the one thing about this mess we're in is that, you know, we, we take so much of our lives for granted. We say that all the time. Right. If this thing doesn't register now, nothing will. Like if we don't understand the importance of a handshake moving forward and, uh, and being with each other and, and an embrace, we don't understand what that means. If we're becoming, you know, a, a society of just making sure we're six feet apart and we're going to be in trouble, we're going to be in big trouble. So I think we're going to understand in our world of professional sports and college sports that the fans are really the most important thing. The athletes are the show and the athletes are, you know, they're phenomenal but it's the fans that make it. And they're the crew here, the Kaniac Nation, is none better in, in my regard. I mean, I just I I just think it's it's proven. It's proven and it showed last year, you know, what would happen after this this layoff of playoffs? Could they replicate the magic of 09 and the magic of 06 and 02? Is this gonna actually happen or not? I think it went I would think it went uh, even further. I think it was really off the charts. Will Gordon and Peter Malnati take leads in uh, PGA Tour events? Yeah. Well, hey, it's something Malnati. Have you ever heard of Peter Malnati? He's minus six. I have yeah. heard of Peter Malnati, and we heard of Will Gordon last week as Will Gordon shot a like a oh, sixty or something. I think I, I think I saw a film. I think I saw a film about that in high school. <laughs> I think I ate at Peter Malnati's in Chicago one time. Oh, they have the greatest uh, antipas. You got to get the antipas. Uh, John Forslund is is with us. We're only going to keep you another couple of minutes. Uh, but you, you you mentioned the um, you know, we don't really know. We're still hoping. Uh, training camp supposed to start the tenth. Right now, guys are skating without coaching. Although Rod Brindamore could theoretically be watching the videos, and I'm sure he is. Um, but I mean, he, there's nothing he, he has to do at this point and training camp will begin the 10th and then the hurricanes will be off to, I guess it's either Toronto or Edmonton, uh, for, uh, for the bubble for their, uh, for the qualifying series. What's your level of confidence that we're going to see games at all? Really 50, 50, like, like extreme 50, 50. <laughs> it just, you know, every time we get to every <laughs> Let me say, let me say 70, 30. Okay. 70, 30 negative. How's that? Wow. No way that 70, 30 positive. How's that? No, I just think 50, 50 to me is, um, it shouldn't be 50, 50. Like on July 2nd, Mm. it, it we should know more, especially, you know, yes, the 10th is supposed to be the date. Now I'm hearing the 13th Mm. and okay. Uh, they're going to go to the hubs on the 26th, maybe. Uh, and then you have all these maybes. And then you have the, the proposed extension of the CBA and the financials attached to it. There's a lot of stuff here. And then there's a vote. And it's a player-for-player player vote. It's going to be close. I think they're going to – I think I would lean 51-49, yes. But I, think, but I think it is I think it is that close. And I'm going yes because I want to see it happen. I'll be really disappointed if they don't do this. Um, I understand their trepidation. I get it. We're, we're all that way. We yeah. all have risks. I'm not 100% sure my involvement yet, and that'll be determined. And so whatever it is, you know, I got to consider what I'm doing too. But I, I think I think it will be safe as it can be. And I think they, they – you know what? I will say the, the NHL did a great job not tipping their hat into a city right away. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, Las Vegas looked like the greatest place in the world for this. Yeah. It almost looked like you could bring them all to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And who would think that in the climate and, you know, before we knew that climate really doesn't matter and before we knew that, you know, if you could bring all these people back to the casinos, everything's going to be okay. You know, and Easter Sunday, this was going away and all this stuff. Well, guess what? Here we are and we're still in this and, you know, Thank goodness the NHL had enough intelligence to say, well, wait, as long as we can wait. And it looks like they're going to settle with both in Canada. Alberta has been clean with this. Toronto had some issues. It's a major city, obviously, but they're in a good spot with a with a, uh, and a city within a city where they can put these guys is my understanding. So I think uh, we're going to make a go of it here. I'm hoping for it, but I, but I do think, 
that there's been a really hot debate about this uh, internally with the players. That's my understanding. Yeah, I mean, look, it's um, it's health, it's livelihoods, it's guys with newborns, and yeah. who knows how many people have, you know, uh, that, that have maybe compromised immune systems. We've seen people uh, beg out in the NBA. We've seen Major League Baseball players uh, have decided to not play. My guess is we're going to see some NHL players say, yeah. you know what, I can't do it. And we're all going to have to expect it. We, we should expect it and accept it um, when it happens. Uh, but you will go, if asked by NBC, do you know if you would go to one of these cities or if you would go to Stamford, Connecticut? Everything changes every day. So I don't know, again, like this entire situation I'm involved in right now, uh, no determination has been made about anything yet. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um. I feel like we have to ask this, and maybe we've asked you this before on a radio hit, but how do you sort out this uh, this offensive unit? And also, if you are Rod Brindamore and you now have Sammy Vatanen at your disposal, but you also know that he has not spent any time in any practice or game action with this team, how do you balance – the lineup for a guy whose talent might outweigh the chemistry issue of the situation. Well, I don't, I would, I like to be fair. I'd throw chemistry right out. I, I just, I, I think your internal chemistry is there. And I think even odd men out, it's going to be tough. There are some real hard decisions, but I think they'll understand where it is and they'll be ready to slot back in. But I mean, if I got to make an argument right now, uh, Votman's a very good player. And two weeks of training camp, practicing with the guys and going through power play rotations and doing what he's supposed to do, he's a high-end player. So if he's, if he's healthy, and I've said it, I think he belongs in the group of six. And I think Rod will see it, you know, in the two weeks and determine, okay, you know, we, we got this guy here. It's a little bit different. It might not be fair, but, you know, this, this, this situation we're in isn't fair. So by bringing everybody back – I don't think there's any link at all to whatever happened in March and before that. There really isn't. So it's kind of an all bets are off, except for the, the obvious guys. But in terms of making decisions in and around this one, there's no question Hayden Flurry was playing the best he's played as a hurricane at mm -hmm. the Hawks and was really stepping up when they needed him to. That was tremendous to see. Trevor Van Riemsdyk's been an excellent hurricane, you know, since he's been here. Joel Edmondson had a real good role with this team all year, was moved all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, and without Pesci in the lineup, you know, right-handed guys on the back end are a commodity. And when you, you get Hamilton back at full strength, you slot in a guy like Vaughn and then Brady Shea's in the equation now, you know, hey, they, they, they've got as deep and as good as a defensive core as anybody in this tournament. So that's their strength. Utilize it, and the coach will have options. And they will go to those options very quickly because if it doesn't work, then you can lean on it. But I think they can manufacture chemistry along with shaking off the effects of a four-month layoff uh, in a two-week camp. And at the end of the two weeks, he's going to know, you know, what gives him the best chance. And we have to assume that Brett Pesci, when we get to the conference finals and finals, uh, Brett Pesci will be the greatest sixth defenseman in <laughs> the history of the NHL. Can you imagine? It's, I mean, it, it really <laughs> is, a, is a great situation here. And uh, I hope, I hope that they just do the right thing by him. And I think they will. Yeah. That's a, that's a serious injury for him at this stage of his career. He's that good. He's got that much of a future. So I think they'll be really cautious with this tournament. If they're, if they're deep in, it'll be a great situation boy to just slug them back in there. Yeah, I mean, he'll be like Eric Cole, only with the shoulder, not a neck. And that was just for, uh, for, uh, for two games. Um, and, uh, before, we, uh, before we say goodbye, I want to read. Oh, first of all, any thought to bringing Morgan Geeky back? Or do you just say that was fun for a couple of games and we'll let Jordan Martinook be the center on the fourth line with Ryan Dezingle? Who, who knows, maybe Dezingle uh, in the four months that he spent away from the team and got married and did all that. Maybe Dzingle will have kind of uh, recaptured some level of confidence, but just have Dzingle, uh, Martinook, and Brock McGinn be a fourth line and just let Geeky be there 
uh, just in case. Well, the thing about the Zingle is, you know, it, it, it was a tough goal for most of the season. But again, you, you want to bet on a known commodity with experience. And his skill set, his shot, his ability to put the puck in the net, slotted at that part of the lineup will probably be really good for the Canes. Might be, you know, an X factor in putting them over the hump. Geeky uh, was a great story. I say he's in the wings. Uh, there's no way you're going in in any kind of a playoff series without uh, McGinn and Martinook and the dimension they bring. That's going to be needed against the Rangers. The Rangers have a ton of skill, but I think you're going to be able to, you know, get to a little bit of that stuff. And hopefully nobody's practicing social distancing in the corners. Um, so that's, that's going to be, that's going to be important. So I would go, I would go down that road. I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And that's why I, you know, when, when you start throwing names around, isn't it exciting because they have such depth now and uh, there, there's a lot of different ways the coach can go in a short period of time. All right, final one. I'm going to put this up on the screen, and we're going to let John go with this. Um, and I, by the way, I am holding out hope that uh, this will come to a positive resolution uh, and that you will be uh, the Hurricanes voice for the next 25 years. Um, I have experienced all of the 22, I guess, here since I moved because I got here in year one in, uh, in February of 98, so I have experienced all of it. Uh, from uh, Nihar, uh, thank you for being such a great ambassador for Kaniac Nation. It's been a pleasure to listen to you and trip on the call since I first became a Kane fan nearly 20 years ago. Every time the Kane score, I get so excited for your call. And if this is truly it, I will dearly miss you. You're the best. Could not agree with that more. We had also a, call, a, a comment earlier. Thank you. thank you for teaching them hockey um, here in, uh, in North Carolina, which is um, it can be a complicated game. There's a lot of lines on the ice. We don't know what they all mean. I don't one even of them, one's red. There's a couple blue lines. There's a red you one know, that doesn't matter. It's tough to it's tough to really comprehend, isn't it? A referee. It's a great no game. It's the greatest game. And on that, I really appreciate that comment and and you guys immensely. And um, I, I I love our fans. I, I really do. And I love every minute of what I did, and I hope the past tense goes away. I, I really do. Uh, yeah. You are the best, uh, whether you're in Stamford or Edmonton or uh, Toronto or uh, in the seat of good living. Yes. In Apex, uh, we'll, or in uh, Florida. Or in Florida down at, uh, down at the Panthers' place. You're good there, tell too. You, yeah, no, no. That's, thank God that's not a bubble. Thank God that's not a bubble. That would that 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 would be burst in a hurry by me. That, that thank goodness. Um, let me just say this: you've known where to find me for four months. If I am involved in this tournament, you'll know where to find me. So um, it's two or three games a day, from what they tell me, and uh, I will have time to talk to you guys. Okay, because I won't be doing anything else. So give me a call. That's it. All right, John. Thank you very much. Peace, guys. Love you both. Take care. All right. That's John Forslund. We got rid of him. Um, he is absolutely he is a, he is a national treasure. He is. Um, I have a, one quick thought, and then I want to get your thoughts on this before we wrap it up. All right. Uh, and by the way, we're brought to us by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina uh, for all of your exterior home improvement needs. Exterior illumination. Need oh, it's tremendous. Uh, AluminumCompany.com. Uh, they're in Durham. They're actually about uh, 20 minutes, uh, not as the crow flies, uh, but I, I can drive to them in 20 minutes from uh, from here in Oxford. Um, as the tractor rolls, as the tra yes, as the John Deere uh, chugs. Um, just with about where John is with the team and all of that. Um, when Tom Dundon assumed ownership. If I recall correctly, it was all about the fan experience. Mm -hmm. He and he, he said this a number of times. You can't always win, right? You right. don't always win, but you're you want your fans to leave the building saying it was a great experience. I know we didn't win, but I had fun, and I want to go back. It occurs to me that as we're sitting here. 
talking about how important the fans are. And that came up in a different context. What percentage of Hurricanes fans go to games? They have about 10,000 oh. season ticket, right? About 10,000 people either are season ticket holders or go to uh, 10 or more games a year. About oh. 10,000 Hurricanes fans. And I don't know how many Hurricanes fans there are. The number is greater than 10,000. So what about the fans at home? They matter. They might buy playoff tickets. They certainly buy merchandise. They support the team in other ways. And John is the conduit between the team and every single one of those fans who don't go to games. And there's no way the money is the money difference what we're dealing with is worth essentially telling those fans that they don't matter. And that's what I think this would do. I think this would tell those fans that the, that John, who is the best in the sport, uh, in my opinion, uh, local or national, but um, I've watched a lot of local broadcast. There's nobody better on local TV local, uh, you know, an RSN than John Forzen. And I love Trip Tracy. I think Trip is excellent at what he does, and he's funny and goofy, but right. uh, he understands the game, and I think he does a great job, and they play off each other beautifully. Um, but I, that's I, just my view. Uh, to me, it's um, you're, you're disrespecting your fans if you don't figure out a way to bring John back, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean – if you want to give me the war, the wins above replacement argument, um, I understand that logic. If you want to give me the spreadsheet um, explanation, I understand the logic, right? Um, now, but not all of us are like that, I would point out, too. I, I am a guy who pays attention to broadcasts, and I know there are a lot of people that, even people in sports that don't, go to games and watch for the broadcast, right? They're not that interested. They don't pay much attention. Um, I do. I pay attention to the broadcasters. Um, This is not a decision that you're going to make on value because if that's the only way that you're going to look at it, then I don't know what to tell you, right? Like, I don't don't know where to go from there. Um, But – John is the best of the best um, trip as well. I mean, Eddie Olchick, I've always, before I met Trip and listened to Trip a lot, um, he, I, I think that that job is as hard as any broadcasting job there is, uh, hockey analyst. Mm-hmm. I think hockey play-by-play is hard as well. But the ability to me to watch the game and – see what happens and articulate it in a way that is digestible in real time is in some ways, I feel like it's harder than the actual play-by-play. And any old, I think as well as anyone. And I think trip Tracy is right there with Eddie Olchick. And not only that, but trip gives you his own flair, his own, uh, his own stuff. He, he is his own person, and that's all you can ever ask for from a broadcaster, especially, you know, in today's age where we don't have a whole lot of uh, different – like so many broadcasters these days are cookie cutter, mm. right? Um, Trip and John do as much as well as anyone in terms of customizing a broadcast. So, listen, man, the, the intangibles are there from John, and I think – you know, some of the most compelling arguments you can make for him as well are that when the team isn't good, he is a, I mean, talk about Kaniac. He's the biggest Kaniac. He's the one who's out there leading the Kaniacs, right? He's the, he's the big daddy Kaniac. So you, and you can't, you can't replace that. Like that's not, there, there is no, there's no valuation. There is no metric. There is nothing you could put on a, a spreadsheet that, um, that, 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 that measures that. So that, that's, that's the, that's the criticism of Tom in that he doesn't see the value in it because he can't, it, it's not monetizable, right? 
right. you know, uh, John, John is great at what he does and he presents the game and the broadcast is excellent. Uh, but, and he's, he's personable. Like he's approachable. I mean, if you see John in the concourse, if you see John at an event, whatever, and you go up and say hello to him, he's going to say hello to you and he's going to have a conversation with you as if you're just as if you're just two regular guys at a barbecue drinking a couple of beers. Trips the same way. I mean, Rod Brindamore's the same way, to be honest with you. Wouldn't so, be beer though with Brindamore. What's that? Wouldn't be beer with Brindamore. What does Brindamore drink? Is he a wine drinker or I don't, I don't think, think he drinks a lot, but I don't think he drinks. I don't think he drinks. He gets in the way of uh, squats. I could see him as like a um, vodka soda or like tequila soda drink, something keto. He would drink Kettlebell One. Ah, that's my joke for the night. By the <laughs> way, Bigger Kaniac, yeah, you go. Bigger, <laughs> bigger Kaniac, Taylor Swift or John Forslund? Oh, John Forslund. Yeah. I mean, and I know Taylor Swift's a huge Kaniac, uh, as is Herman Melville. But I, John Forslund's got way more skin in the game, I think. No question. All right. This was fun. Did you have a good time? I had a blast, man. All right. I always back have a to, blast. Back to your uh, your beaching. I will see you Monday, sir. All right, man. Appreciate uh, you. For Deuces. everybody out there in uh, Hurricanes uh, land, Hurricanes Nation, uh, thanks for hanging out. We have a lot of people uh, hanging out watching Alec represented. I'm wearing the uh, the T-shirt that oh, we got. One thing I need to point out. You, you said uh, 1998, which means – I've got one year on you on your fake. No, no, it was the same year, the 97-98 season. Maybe you started earlier. Were you I here for the announcement of the Hurricanes? No, not, and I was not there when Stormy almost died uh, at the opener in Greensboro. <laughs> All right, case closed. All right, man, thank you. I'll talk later. to you later. Uh, Hurricanes fans, we will see you next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.